Oh, hello, everyone. Um, I hope everybody is doing good and feeling good. Um, because feeling sleepy. One, yeah. Okay, Briar's sleepy and full of ramen. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure I've digested some of it by now. I was asleep for an hour. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So sleepy and and slightly less full of ramen than before. Um. But, uh, I hope everyone else out there is, uh, ready, buckled up, raring to go, because this one is gonna be a doozy. Um, so, like I said last week, uh, we realized there were a bunch of very popular X-Men that we had not yet done. Um... And after we did Havoc, Briar was like, do you want to do any more Summerses uh, while we're on this X-Men tier? And I was like, well, we haven't done Cable, which was, again, very surprising to me because I was sure we had done Cable. He's just Um, come up a lot. (laughs) He's just comes up. He's just around this guy. (laughs) Um... And then I was like, okay, well, we should do Cable, because Cable's a pretty big character. Um, but I think that's gonna be my limit of Summer's family nonsense for the time being. (laughs) And after that, we can talk about somebody else. Um, so this is, uh, this is gonna be a lot. Um, if you, if, if you're familiar with Cable, you understand. Even if you're not that familiar with Cable... He's from the future, so there's gonna be some stuff going on. So we're just gonna do our best to power through it. Uh, I'm not promising that I'm gonna be able to make any of this make sense, uh, but we're gonna give it a go. You know, we're gonna doing our best. We're gonna we're gonna have fun on the journey. Um, so uh, it's 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 very. <laughs> It's kind of tricky to untangle even just the order to talk about things in. Um, but I feel like first we should cover, uh, in the 80s, Scott Summers marries Madeline Pryor, uh, a woman who looks almost exactly like Jean Grey. Uh, this is after Jean Grey has seemingly died, uh, in the Dark Phoenix saga, and Scott is grieving her, and then meets this woman who looks like her, and then it's this sort of thing about, ooh, like, what's the deal, like, is this a coincidence? Like, is this woman the reincarnation of Jean? Is something weird happening? Something um, al- something weird is always happening. It's something, something weird. Something is definitely <laughs> happening. It's X-Men. Um, so jot that down. Uh, but they end up falling in love, they get married, Scott sort of retires from superheroing, and they, uh, move to Alaska, and they have a baby named Nathan. Um, except we, they don't, I don't think the baby is named for a while. They have the baby, and then he's just sort of around as, like, the baby. Um, (laughs) and eventually... Just it's being revealed. credited as the baby. Yes, the baby as himself. 
Um, Nathaniel Summers, if, a.k.a. The Baby. The Baby. Uh, eventually we find out that uh, his name is uh, Nathan Christopher Charles Summers. Uh, the Too many names. Christopher. Too many <laughs> names. Uh, but the Christopher and Charles were from Scott. Um, who Christopher is Scott's dad, um, who seemingly died but turned out to be in space, uh, and Charles after Charles Xavier, who is his Scott's, other dad, like, his other dad, um, and Maddie's like, I really like the name Nathan, and Scott's like, I don't like the name Nathan because there was a kid. <laughs> in the orphanage where I grew up named Nathan who like bullied me but was also weirdly obsessed with me um, but they end up naming him Nathan Christopher Charles Summers and then it turns out um, when Mr. Sinister is retconned into this whole equation and it's like the kid at the orphanage was like a like psychic projection of Mr. Sinister and also Mr. Sinister cloned Maddie from Jean Grey. It's like, oh, he implanted the suggestion <laughs> in Madeline's brain to name her baby after him because he thought it would be funny. <laughs> I mean, look, if you're gonna be evil... Yeah, listen, <laughs> that's one thing you can say about Mr. Sinister is like... If you're gonna be evil, you gotta commit, and the man commits. He commits, and he does it in style. Yeah, truly. That's that's the Mr. Sinister guarantee. Um, so, uh... <laughs> by no means do you have to hand it to Mr. By, absolutely. <laughs> by no means do you gotta hand it to him. <laughs> um, so a lot of stuff happens to this baby. <laughs> Um, he is kidnapped by the Marauders, um, who kidnap him and leave Madeline for dead after Scott leaves them because Jean Grey has come back to life and he needs to go be with Jean Grey. He doesn't need to. He's- No, he he doesn't. He's just a terrible person. Yeah, no, that, yeah, we, that's an important clarification. Um, but, uh, then the baby is missing for a while. Maddie's trying to find him. Uh, Scott initially doesn't know that the baby's missing because he's with Jean. And then he's like, oh my god, my baby. (laughs) Um. Well, Scott, you'd be a little more informed if you didn't just ditch Yeah, like, theoretically, if you were there. (laughs) But, uh, eventually, uh, they find, they find the baby in Mr. Sinister's lab. Um. Not a great place to find a baby. A very, very bad place to find a baby. Um, Scott and Jean find him. On Um, purpose, or... (laughs) Like they were looking they, for this baby, or they just stumbled upon him. They ha- a little bit of both. Scott's they just are like, like, "Holy shit, that's my baby!" Yeah, they are like passively looking for the baby, but then uh, they go to Mister Sinister's lab because they've been informed that something's going on there. And Scott's like, "My baby." Um, 
And then, uh, Madeline, uh, in the meanwhile, is kind of, um, uh, losing it and, uh, tries to kill Nathan as part of a sacrifice to open up a portal to Limbo in New York, um, and- Not good parenting. Jot that down. Not good parenting. You know, listen, that's, that's not, I'm gonna say- that's a big no-no. Um, and they uh, rescue Nathan. Madeline dies. Uh, and then Nathan is living with Scott and Jean. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile. <laughs> um, so uh, Louise Simonson and Rob Liefeld introduce this character. Uh, to new mutants named Cable, um, who is, uh, created because, uh, editorial wants them to kind of revitalize the book, and they're like, give them a new mentor figure who's different from Charles Xavier. So they come up with this concept of a, uh, time-traveling soldier guy, and he's you know, he's war roughened and grizzled and, like, he's a man of action. Uh, you know, just, just as, <laughs> just as different from Charles Xavier as you could get. Um, so, uh, most people have probably seen Cable. Um, I would mention, <laughs> I mentioned to a friend earlier today, I was like, oh, I have to, like, record an episode on Cable, uh, today, which is gonna be, uh, nuts. Uh, and they were like, I don't really know that much about Cable, but we did have an action figure of him when I was growing up, and he's very, very, very distinctive looking. It's like, yeah, <laughs> you look at a lineup of guys, and you're like, who's the most 90s guy here? And that's Cable. He's got one glowy eye, he's got a sick scar, he's always, always holding a big gun. Sometimes he also has a sword. Um, he's got a metal arm, he's shredded, he's got <laughs> pouches all over his body, belts and pouches. Um, just like, <laughs> the coolest edgiest guy the 90s could come up with um you do a lineup of the x-men and you're like which one of these is the opposite of charles xavier yeah <laughs> pretty much um and you're like oh that one and it's like yeah that one's cable that guy's cable why is he named cable i don't think it's ever been explained like why he goes with the name Cable, or what maybe he's a television provider. Maybe he is. You know? Maybe in the future that was his profession before everything went to shit. Yeah, before stuff started happening. They're like, oh, um, they, you just call up our man Cable; he'll fix you up. And then yeah, they're like, oh, it has another meeting now. You just call our man Cable; he'll fix you up. <laughs> Will he ever? Um. Yeah. So this. 90s man, uh, shows up 
uh, towards the end of New Mutants, uh, which is a period we've, like, talked about a few times before. Um, but, uh, the New Mutants, uh, this is after Ileana dies in Inferno, or she gets de-aged. <laughs> um... But the, it's like the Ileana, the, their friend Ileana is not there anymore. Um, and Doug's dead. And Warlock's dead, I think, before Cable shows up. Um, so they've been through a lot. Um, they've given up on Magneto. Uh, and then they find <laughs> this. I just love the phrase, they've given up on Magneto. They've given up on him. <laughs> They're like, man, this guy's not going to teach us. He did a heel turn. He did a freaking heel turn. He's talking to the Hellfire Club. We hate this guy. Who is going to teach us how to fight crime now? Um, I know. This grizzled time traveler with a big gun. Yes. Um, they encounter Cable uh, fighting against a... Uh, newly introduced mutant terrorist group called the Mutant Liberation Front, um, which is led by a guy named Strife, with a Y. And Cable has come to the past from the future to stop Strife, um, and also Apocalypse. Uh, and... Big agenda. Yes. (laughs) Um, the new mutants, uh, encounter him fighting these guys, they help him out, um, and, uh, they're like, well, we can help you. And he's like, okay, but it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be a war. You're gonna be soldiers. And they're like, okay. And he's like, cool. Um, and the, the New Mutants, along with, uh, a couple other characters end up becoming X-Force. The first iteration of X-Force. Um, and... Cable leads them into becoming, uh, this new kind of more aggressive, militaristic, ends-justify-the-means kind of superhero team. Um, he also, uh, enlists the help of his friend Domino, um, who is also introduced around this time, um who is a mercenary with, uh, probability powers, and the two of them are kind of co-leading this team. Uh, so, at some point, Editorial decides that, uh, they want Cable to be, um, baby Nathan Summers from the future. Um, this was not the initial plan, to be clear. Um, (laughs) I I feel like if, like, if that was the intention, I mean, maybe not. Like, maybe if they were trying to make it a reveal, it's like, you look at this guy, there's nothing, no signifiers on this guy that would indicate he has any connection to Scott Summers or Jean Grey. Um... And there still aren't. Like, they haven't redesigned him to make him more, kind of... Well, have we ever seen if he has a Phoenix Force tramp stamp? I don't know if we have. That's a good point. 
Um, Have we ever seen Cable's lower back? Probably in something. Um, but maybe not. Just like Cable, what's that? This is an. This is the symbol that my mother wore. I never knew my mother. Wow, it looks just like Jean Grey's Phoenix Force. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Gene, come look at this. Um, so that's the decision that's made. Rob Liefeld, I think, had another plan for Cable where it was going to be like, uh, Strife was actually like also Cable, but from like the further future and he'd gone evil and he traveled back and then they change it so that Strife is a clone of Cable or maybe Cable's a clone of Strife. That's up in the air for a little while. Um, but it's decided that this is going to be... The real baby. <laughs> the real baby. Um, so, in order to accomplish this, um, they have... Scott and Jean are still raising this baby. And, um... They're like, oh, geez, now we have to send the baby into the future. <laughs> it's just like, oh, oh, fuck, how'd the baby get there? Wait, hold on. Um, he gets kidnapped by Apocalypse. People love to kidnap this baby. Um, and Apocalypse infects him with the techno-organic virus. Um, to be clear, because this is incredibly confusing, this is a different techno-organic virus than the one that Warlock and, like, Warlock's species infect things with it's similar but it's not the same one apocalypse made this one apocalypse name it something else um, name it something else um it's like it's it's pos i don't know if it's ever been explored i think it would be reasonable to assume that uh like apocalypse derived it somehow from like encountering some like sort of technarch technology or what have you um but it's different it works slightly differently um and he infects baby nathan with it um and he is uh dying the baby and a woman from the future shows up and is like, hey, uh, I'm too late to stop Apocalypse from <laughs> infecting your baby with this virus, but um, you don't have the capacity to save him here, but uh, we in the future can keep him alive with our, you know, future technology. Uh, and also uh, this baby is going to be uh an extremely important prophesized savior to us in the future um so i can Scott take and him Jean to are the like future. checks out yeah that sounds right for us um she's like i can take him to the future but i won't be able to come back so either you can potentially never see your baby again but he'll be alive or he will die from techno-organic virus. And, uh, Scott's like, well, I mean, I want my baby to live. So, okay. <laughs> I hate this, but sure. 
Um, and... Scott's like, well, this might as well happen. What? Yeah, really. The Scott Summers motto. Um, so she takes the baby into the future. Um, in various sort of, uh, like, miniseries and etc., we get a picture of what happened during Cable's life while, uh, he was growing up in the future. We don't, like, find out any of it right away. Um, it's like, you know, he gets a, some miniseries, he has, like, a solo series, there's, like, the Adventures of Cyclops and Phoenix miniseries, um, and also it's, like, people keep going back <laughs> and adding more stuff to it. Um, so the, vi this is also, <laughs> there's also, there's a lot going on in the future. It's like, I think like 2000 years in the future. So it's the distant future. Um, so it's like enough in the future that like, they're just making everything up, which is kind of the only way you can do it. Um, because if it's, like, if you're referencing too much stuff that's, like, happening in the current timeline, then you're, like, you know, kind of forcing people to conform to, like, a certain version of events or explain why the events aren't happening this way. If it's, like, the distant future, everybody's been dead for a kajillion years, it's, like, you can just do whatever you want. But it means that all of this stuff is made up and it's the 90s, and <laughs> it's nuts. Um, but Cable is raised by um, a group of, like, like female kind of spiritualist monk types called the Ascani, um, who have this prophecy about an... Ascani son who is going to show up and uh defeat Apocalypse. Um the the leader of the Ascani is Rachel Summers, who is also Scott and Jean's kid, but she's <laughs> from an alternate future, and she also came back in time, and this is a version of her who I think traveled to this future or maybe she's just like immortal um who knows what those so summers that's why, is that's why we're only do we're doing one summers at a time i mean we did alex but alex is like alex the normal lives his life in a linear fashion <laughs> um <laughs> alex is the most normal these people get unfortunately for all of them because alex is a mess um so uh they are able to slow down the progression of the techno-organic virus, but they're not able to stop it. Um, and he still has the techno-organic virus in the present timeline, which is why he has the metal arm. And uh, he has telepathic powers and telekinetic powers um, that he inherited from his mom that could be incredibly powerful, but he's using all of his telekinesis to, like, keep the techno-organic virus in check. Um, 
so he's not operating at his full potential. Um, so, so they, basically, uh, this lady kind of stretched the truth <laughs> to get Cable <laughs> into the future. You know, a little bit, but he doesn't die. He doesn't they're worried, die. But they're worried but it's not he might like, die. Oh, we is- can cure him. I mean, we can manage it. We can manage it. With the know. help of his extremely powerful techno, uh, tele- telepathy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His what? Oh, um, yeah, because his mom's a clone of you, so powers. Yeah, anyway. Um, so they are worried Cable might die from the techno-organic virus. So they clone him. This is where strife comes from. Uh, and the clone doesn't have the techno-organic virus. So they're like, okay, well, if the baby dies, hopefully this clone will work as the savior <laughs> of our people. Um, and uh, Apocalypse attacks them looking for Nathan, who he knows is powerful enough to stop him, but also knows is powerful enough to potentially serve as a host body for Apocalypse. Um, cause he needs that. Um, and he finds the clone baby, assumes that the clone baby is Nathan, takes the clone baby and raises the clone baby. And that baby becomes Strife. Um, (laughs) they're like, this is good news and also bad news. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, really. Um, so, uh, at this point in the timeline is where... The Adventures of Cyclops and Phoenix miniseries happens where uh, Scott and Jean end up going to the future um, when uh, Nathan is a kid uh, and they team up with him to fight Apocalypse and Strife uh, and they stop, you know, whatever Apocalypse's plan is at that moment. And, uh, they, like, end up getting sent back to the past. But they have, like, spent time with their son as a child. And, like, Cable has memories of them. I think maybe he, like, doesn't... I don't think he knows in that moment who they are. But he eventually, he's like, oh, those are my parents who sent me into the future. And now I'm back and we're here. Okay. Um... Then there's a ton of other stuff that happens um, in this war against Apocalypse. Caleb, uh, Caleb, Cable, (laughs) um, um, Cable makes a lot of, uh, friends with, uh, very 90s names like Tetherblood and Blacksmith, but Blacksmith with a Q-U-E, um, so you know it's cool and edgy. Um, he <laughs> nothing uh, edgier than a cue, I guess. Yeah, um, standing in line for so long really, really puts <laughs> the edge on you. <laughs> um, he meets a woman named uh, Alia. They fall in love. They have a child named Tyler. Um. And she dies, and the child gets kidnapped by Strife, and Strife turns the baby evil. Summersons um, just keep getting kidnapped. 
they will not stop. They absolutely will not stop under any circumstances. Um, he uh, also gets this um, ship that he names Grey Malkin with like a sentient AI called Professor who's also kind of like bonded to Cable's body uh, somehow. Um, I'd love to see it. Yeah, no, I'd love to see you. Don't get me wrong. I'd love <laughs> to see that. Um, and uh, ultimately, uh, over the course of this war, uh, Cable realizes that he needs to go back um, to our time uh, in order to stop Strife, who has traveled back in time, and prevent this future from coming to be and stop apocalypse so he goes back in time which is where we find him (laughs) meeting the new mutants and becoming their leader um we also find out in some flashbacks that uh when he first showed up um in present day uh moira mctaggart ended up like sort of taking him in and, like, uh, helping him get acclimated to the present day. Uh, and then he, before he met the New Mutants, he had, like, a team of mercenaries that he was working with called the Six Pack, um, which included Domino, uh, and a bunch of other people with wacky names. Um, and they were being, I think... The guy, <laughs> I'm not 100% sure on this. I think the guy who is, like, the leader of the team, like, the kind of, like, benefactor, like, guy who decided what their missions were, like, the Maxwell Lord type guy, turns out to be Cable's e- evil son, Tyler, <laughs> who's also <laughs> traveled back in time, I oh, think. No. <laughs> oh, no, buddy. Um... But, uh, yeah, so there's some stories about, uh, his adventures with the six-pack. And then he becomes the leader of X-Force, <laughs> um, where he clashes with Richter, um, because Strife killed Richter's dad, but Strife is a clone of Cable, so he looks like Cable. So he, Richter's like, I think this guy killed my dad, and then they figure out it's <laughs> Strife. Um, he is, uh, And Cable's like, no, it's my evil clone. And it's, it's like, a clone. likely story. Yeah, okay. Um, he, uh, is also very, uh, close with, uh, Sunspot and Cannonball, who become, like, very attached to him. They're like, this guy gets it. And, uh, like, view him as, as kind of a, a dad figure. Um... <laughs> Which he is, like, he's, he's very, you know, like, a rough-around-the-edges kind of guy, but he does, like, he does care. Um, Well, it's just, X-Men, as teams, they're just trying to find a dad, aren't they? It's just, they're just looking everywhere for dads! Up and down and left and right. Somebody, please. Professor X left us. And Magneto left us. We need to find a new dad. Like, honestly, I think Cable is, like, the most successful at that. (laughs) 
Unfortunately. He doesn't um, look like he would be, but I'm so proud of him. I'm proud of him. You know what? This man, this man is a dad. Um, so, uh... They are, I can't, we're so far into this episode and we have covered so little. <laughs> um, so the, uh, so X-Force is fighting against Strife, fighting against the, uh, Mutant Liberation Front. Uh, they find out that, like, Strife looked exactly like Cable and it's like, gasp, what? Um. And, uh, Strife tries to kill Professor X, but he does it without his crazy helmet on, so he looks like Cable, so everyone thinks Cable tried to kill Professor X. So now, um, the X-Men are all trying to arrest X-Force because, uh, Cable tried to kill Professor X, so they're trying to explain that that's his evil clone, and, you know, um, it's, that's a challenging thing for anyone to... Uh, that's also, I think at this point, they don't know that he's an evil clone. They just know he's a guy who looks like Cable who isn't Cable. Um, it's like, and, you know, I can see where you got this idea from. He does look exactly like Cable. Exactly however. like him. Um, ultimately, uh, in order to stop Strife... Um, it's like they're fighting, like and there's this bomb type thing, uh, and Cable's like, Cyclops, you need to detonate the bomb, and Scott's like, but that'll kill both of you, and Cable's like, you need to do it, it's the only way, and Scott's like, oh, oh no, I have to explode my son. <laughs> My son and my clone son. My clone son. That guy kind of sucked, but I... Uh, so he uh, seemingly dies, heroically sacrificing himself, stopping strife. Obviously, he's not dead. It's comics. It's comics. It's, he's, it's the 90s. He's, like, incredibly popular. He comes back. Um, he's also he a comes, time traveler, so, like... Yeah, that's the thing, is any time... The number Cable's... of explanations. Yeah, exactly. Cable's a very easy character to bring back. It's just like, oh, a new version of him. Or like, oh, it, when it seemed like he died, he actually just jumped into the future really fast. And he's back. Um, When he comes back, he is like... There's like an, some aspect of like Strife's personality who is still like dormant inside of him because of the explosion that they were both caught in um i do love a comes back wrong you know i love a comes back wrong you know i love a body sharing possession situation um so he comes back he um at some point there's also like a lot of back and forth about which of them is like between cable and strife like which of them is the original and which of them is the clone it doesn't like matter um, it's just a thing that people get very, like, all, every storyline with a clone needs to get, like, very hung up on this. Um, it's ultimately revealed that Cable is the original one, uh, and Strife is the clone, and everyone's like, phew, but it doesn't matter. Um. <laughs> wow, what if I, it, our baby who, you know, is genetically the same because of the, the 
process of cloning is is evil. <laughs> but that's not our baby because it's a clone. But it is our baby because it's the same. And it's like, hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's almost as if this one, regardless of whether or not it was the original baby or the clone, got raised by Apocalypse to be evil. <laughs> yeah. So maybe that's what we should be considering here. Maybe that's um, the problem. <laughs> uh, at some point, it's like Strife does take over his body. Um, and then uh, ultimately, they uh, are able to expel him. Uh, and Cable gains like full control of himself again. Um, there's like... A lot of, like, weird fluctuations that happen with Cable's powers, like, constantly. Also, it's, like, he'll, like, they'll cure the techno-organic virus, they'll come back. It's, like, oh, his, like, you know, psychic powers, like, get way stronger, and then it's, like, his psychic powers go away again. Just, like, constantly flip-flopping uh, on this on this <laughs> subject. Um, I always just thought his power was gun. That's the thing, is that mostly his power is gun. Um, like, in in most stories that he's in, the thing he contributes is gun. <laughs> um, and future. <laughs> Welcome to the X-Men. This guy's power is gun. This guy's got a gun. And he's cool. This guy has a gun and war trauma. <laughs> it's his X-Men power. Get a load of this guy. Yeah. Um... He is, uh, eventually, he is ultimately the, uh, one to kill Apocalypse. Obviously, Apocalypse ends up coming back. But at the time when it happens, it's like, we finally killed Apocalypse forever. Cable fulfilled his destiny. Uh, he saved the future from Apocalypse. Um, and Cable's like, I feel like I should stick around here, though, because um, there's still a lot of stuff going on that I'm worried I need to protect the future from. Uh, and also, I'm Cable and I'm a very popular character and people want me to stick around. So, he does. People love to um, see me, so I'm gonna do that. Yeah. Um, he uh, also teams up quite a bit with... Deadpool, um, who, partly because Deadpool is also a Rob Liefeld character, and it's, you know, Rob Liefeld smashing his blurbos together, um, but I mean, like, you gotta appreciate it. (laughs) Yeah, like, under no circumstances you gotta hand it to Rob Liefeld, but, like, I get it. Um, We love to smash our blurbos together. It's just, it's just human instinct. It's human nature, baby. Um, it's also, like, there's, you know, an obvious kind of, uh, inherent appeal to it in that, uh, you know, Cable's extremely serious and edgy and Deadpool doesn't take anything seriously. Uh, he's, like, f- physically incapable of taking things seriously. Um, so it's, you know, prime for comedy. Um, and, uh, they, uh team up there's like one at one point they uh end up like their like powers get like linked together and cable ends up with like deadpool's healing factor um 
And then uh, there's this whole storyline where, like, after they release the cure for the legacy virus, it also cures Cable's techno-organic virus. Um, And then his powers just, like, reach astronomical levels because he's not, he doesn't need to use them to keep the techno-organic virus in check anymore. And he, like, uses his powers to, uh, like, like, turn his spaceship into, like, a floating utopian island where people can, like, come live. Um, and everyone, like, (laughs) people are like, what is he doing? And then he reveals, he's like, I actually can't, like, survive with my powers at this level and I'm going to die and I'm trying to do something good for the world before I go. Um... And, uh, they, like, then he, something weird where he's, like, I'm gonna unite the X-Men against a common enemy, and the enemy's gonna be me. It seems like he's maybe not (laughs) thinking through things very clearly. Um. Buddy. Yeah. Hey. uh, Hey, hey, how's, how's it going? Hey, buddy, I don't think you're dealing with some stuff pretty well. Um, yeah. Can we go to therapy or, like, get to the bottom of this? Yeah. Um, at the end of this, they like, Deadpool ends up having to go through, like, a bunch of different realities to try and find Cable. And there's one where it's, like, in the House of M universe, baby Cable is being raised by Mr. Sinister on a farm and it turns out that that's like th- the cape their like original cable but he got turned into a baby for some reason so they have to Deadpool has to like rescue baby cable and get back to the main reality and then uh figure out a way to age him back up into an adult um I mean that does sound like some summer's nonsense yeah exactly it's like oh this stuff again okay um Especially Mr. Sinister being involved. That's Summer's nonsense. Yeah, th- that guy's that guy's got all of his all of his irons in the summer's fire. Um so he comes back, he's cable again. The techno organic virus is back, I think. Um <laughs> he was too powerful. Reason. Had he to was nerf too powerful. him. Yeah, they're like nerf this man. Um the Next most significant thing he did, he does, is, um, so after House of M, uh, Wanda goes no more mutants, uh, almost all mutants lose their powers, except for 198 of them, who coincidentally are almost all, like, on the (laughs) X-Men. It's so weird that specifically so many of the mutants that still have their powers are all on the X-Men anyways. Um, but, uh, there's a story called Messiah Complex, which is about, uh, the first mutant baby born after this happens. And nobody was sure if there were, like, ever going to be mutants born again, if mutants are just going to go extinct. Um, but there's this mutant baby. That's not how mutation works. Well, but Wanda did magic to them. (laughs) I mean, yeah, but also... Life finds a way. Life finds a way. That's true. Um, also, it's comics. It's comics, baby. They're gonna um, come back. So, 
But there's this baby born and it's a really big deal. And uh, a bunch of different people are trying to find this baby for normal reasons or uh, nefarious reasons. Um, one of the people is Bishop, who is an X-Man, who, uh, like, finds out, like, realizes that, like, the birth of this baby is, like, what sets events in motion, um, for the future that Bishop comes from, because he's also from the future, um, and his future is really bad, uh, which Cable's is also, but his, Bishop's future is, like, really bad, and he's, like, oh, the birth of this baby is what, like, causes my future to come to pass. I have to kill this baby. So he's trying really hard to kill the baby. Um, Not a good look when you're trying to kill a baby. There's really nothing, like... Like, there's no good way to explain why you have to kill a baby. It's, like, truly... There's no good reason, really. You you can't come across as the hero in this situation. Um, no, because you're the one saying, I have to kill this baby, and everybody else is like, what the fuck, it is a baby. That is a baby. Um, so Cable's like, I'll take the baby, I'll uh, take her into the future, I can protect her from Bishop, um, and I will raise her. Uh, so... Cable takes her into the future. They're being, like, chased by Bishop, who's still, like, trying to kill the baby, but, like, Cable is able to avoid him uh, and keep her safe. He names her Hope Summers, um, which is, like... (laughs) They put in this whole thing about how, like, when, like, she was a kid, he, um... I mean, when she was still little... Uh, he, like, fell in love with this woman named Hope, and then she died, and so he named the baby after her, and it's like, you didn't have to put a dead woman in it. Like, there's a very obvious reason to name her Hope. She could just be named Hope because, like, she's the first baby born after M-Day. Like, it's fine. You can just name her Hope. Yeah. Um, but, uh... He raises Hope uh, until she's a teen, and when she's a teen, she's like, uh, I want to go back to, like, my time period, because, like... Papa Cable, I want to meet my parents. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) She's like, I, you know, that's where I'm from, like, the X-Men need me, um... So they, uh, Cable's hesitant because he's worried about her safety, but, um, he agrees and, uh... He's like, how is Bishop gonna know that this is the baby? (laughs) Bishop won't be able to tell, it's fine! Um, so he brings her back to our, the current timeline. Um, and then he seemingly dies again, and then he comes back, um... (laughs) Don't worry about it. He's fine. Um, he, uh, starts having, like, future visions, like, precognitive powers that he gets maybe just from dying and coming back, or maybe from, like, proximity to hope, because hope is very powerful. 
Uh, unclear, but he starts having um psychic visions. Uh, and he also um there's this like storyline where it's like his. I think it's the techno-organic virus that is like, okay, no, he gets injected with something else, <laughs> like a, a, like a super advanced super soldier serum that makes him um, buddy, extremely powerful, but it will kill him in like 24 hours. So he clones himself <laughs> every day. <laughs> And every clone lives for one day, and then the whole time he's trying to figure out how to, like, undo this situation. Um, but, uh, Hope is ultimately able to save him, and, uh, puts him, puts him back, puts him back to normal. Um. (laughs) Hope is like, why didn't you tell me about this before? (laughs) Yeah. Uh. He also, at some point in this, like, interim, he gets rid of the techno-organic virus again, um, so he has a normal arm, but his normal arm is, like, really weak, so he has it in, like, a sling, uh, and then eventually he gets the techno-organic virus back, because it's, like, that's the thing, that's, you, the thing that people know about Cable is he's got a big metal arm. It's, like, you look at that guy, you're like, that's the metal arm guy. Um, I will say... Uh, when you said that the techno-organic virus made his arm like that, I assumed he lost his arm and that was a prosthetic. No, I, that would, no, that would be a reasonable, like, assumption to make. But no, it's because the arm is infected with tech. Sorry, I wasn't clear about that earlier. The arm is infected with the techno-organic virus. the, The arm is metal because of virus. If virus goes away, arm flesh again, I guess. Yeah, that's that's how it works, baby. That's science. Um, okay. Like, like, it could just be left over as, like, a scar. Like, it doesn't have- Oh, the techno-organic virus sent away. Why is my arm still metal? Well, because your arm is just that way now. That's what happens. Like, it, it- Techno, I love the techno. I love both iterations, I guess, of the techno organic virus. That doesn't make any sense. Why would the virus do that? And also not change your DNA. Like, yeah, hello. How is it doing that without changing your DNA? Because if Strife didn't have the virus, yeah, then obviously it's not. <laughs> unless they found some DNA that was unchanged and cloned him from that. Cloned him from that bit. Um, yeah, just like oh, we gotta get a sample quick before the virus gets to this part of the body. <laughs> Unclear. Anyways, we're so close. We're almost caught up. Um, we haven't even got to young hot cable. <laughs> we're we're about to. That's the next thing. Okay, so a couple years before Krakoa, um, Cable dies again. Um, he is uh. He was, like, talking to, uh, teen Iceman, because this is the period where, like, the the time-traveling teen X-Men are still around. Um, he, like, found teen Iceman, and he was like, you gotta come with me, you're in danger. And then a mysterious figure kills Cable and kidnaps teen Iceman. Um, it turns out the mysterious figure is also Cable. (laughs) 
<laughs> but a teen cable. And teen cable has come back from his future because uh, he thinks that Cable is doing a shit job protecting the timeline as evidenced by the fact that there are five teen X-Men running around alongside the adult versions of the X-Men and people have just let this continue to happen. Um, so you kill your future self, huh? He kills his so future self. So that's what self. you do, huh? His future self sucks. That guy's not doing a good job. Um, I'm gonna grow into a much better cable, and this definitely isn't gonna become a thing where I'm just... It's not gonna be Looper. <laughs> I'm not gonna do a Looper. At all. Um, it's gonna be different. Yeah. Um, but, uh... I never saw a Looper. I hope that's a <laughs> good reference. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... Teen Cable, eventually they, um, are able to get him to kind of, like, <laughs> mellow out a little bit. Um, he, uh, joins a- he joins X-Force, um, and they're all pretty mad at him because he killed Cable, but they have to, uh, they have- they- something's going on with Strife, Strife's back again, they have to fight Strife, and Cable has to deal with that. And then, on Krakoa, Teen Cable is living with um, Scott and Jean in their house, where Wolverine also lives. <laughs> but, it's, but for normal reasons. <laughs> don't worry um, about it. Don't worry about that. Um, he's uh, living with Scott and Jean and Rachel, his sister. <laughs> we'll talk about someday, but not... <laughs> Not in the immediate future, because I can't. Um, it's too many summerses. Yeah. And uh, he has chilled out a lot since he first showed up and killed Cable and was like, fuck you, old man, you're not good enough. And now he's uh, just kind of fun. He's just kind of cute and, and charming and, and friendly and goofy and fun. Um, he starts dating the Stepford Cuckoos, all five of them at the same time. <laughs> Um, and, uh, which is very cute because, uh, Emma and Scott, like, Emma has a talk with Scott about it. She's like, your boy better not break my girl's hearts. Like, or else. Which one of them? All of them. All of them. Um, so, uh, he has his own adventures on Krakoa. Um, the Cable Solo, like, the 12-issue Cable Solo series about Teen Cable on Krakoa is very good. I read it. It was extremely charming. Um, he's also in Ten of Swords, and he's very fun there. Um, this is, like, uh, this was, like, uh, some of the most Cable exposure I've gotten was reading, like, this Krakoa stuff, because I haven't read a lot of, like, classic Cable stuff, because it doesn't super appeal to me, the 90s edginess of it. Um, I don't, like, Cable's, like, I, Cable seems fine. Like, he's not, I think part of the thing, like, one, he is a dad. Um, he does like to adopt teens, and I love that about him. And also, there's, like, something about, like, the fact that we, like, saw this, grizzled old man as a baby and like we know he is the child of like 
two of the X-Men that like this always just like a little bit of softness to it. You know, it's like you can't be like totally, no, no. you know, that's the baby. Edgy. Yeah, edgy and invulnerable cuz you're like that guy was a baby one time. We saw it. We saw that guy we be a baby. We saw him as a baby. He was a baby. And, we saw it. Yeah, and this is his mom and dad and they love him. Um this is his other mom. <laughs> this is his other mom. It's complicated. <laughs> And this is his other dad. That's less complicated. That's just a polyamory thing. Yeah. Oh, don't worry about that. That's fine. Um, ultimately, uh, at the end of the cable uh, series, Strife is back again. Um, he realizes that in order to stop Strife, he is going to need the help of old cable. Um, <laughs> and he convinces the council to resurrect old cable and they team up, they stop strife. And then old cable stays on Krakoa. And I just, Hey council, I killed a man that was also myself. (laughs) Uh (laughs) I fully take blame for that. Um, can you bring him back to life? (laughs) I realized I need his help. Can you undo my big whoopsie? Um, I did a big whoopsie. Um, I did kill a version of myself. <laughs> who I do need to ask for a favor. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. So, original Old Man Cable stays on Krakoa. Teen Cable goes back to the point in the future where he came from. Um... Goodbye, Teen Cable. Yes. And, uh, Cable, Adult Cable, uh, since that he was, like, working with Sword in space, um... Likely place for them to be. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I'm not sure where we last saw him. He was not at the Hellfire Gala. I mean, the Hellfire Gala does not seem like a place Cable would enjoy. So I... I'll just say that. There's just, like, a panel where, like, Cable gets the invite to the Hellfire Gala and it immediately goes into the trash can. Yeah, he's like, no, I, I will not be doing that. Um, so, as far as I know, he's alive. But I don't think we've seen anything of him in the Fall of X era. Uh, though if I'm wrong, and I very much could be, because I haven't been reading X-Men Red, um, I haven't been reading a bunch of other things, uh, feel free to let me know. But, yeah, as far as we know, Cable doing something in space, maybe? Uh, you know, he's, he's out there, he's got his big, big gun, his big metal arm, um, and he is gonna save the future. Uh, anyways... (laughs) That's Cable. We've done it. <laughs> um, was there oh anything? Oh boy. Was there anything else? No, I think it's actually a good thing that I didn't read any comics this week. Yeah, yeah, because we've gone so long and we've it's talked about so a, much. We talked about so much. Cable is so much. Cable's so much, dude. Um, I did read some comics. Um, I'll be quick. 
Uh, I read the second <laughs> volume of Batman Superman's World's Finest, which continues to be so, 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 so good. Um, I've been actually- picking up the uh, single issues as they come out, but I haven't been reading them. I, I really strongly recommend it. The tone is so delightful. Um, in volume two, the Teen Titans show up. Uh, Dan Mora's art is like so, it's so just like, like bright and clean and expressive and punchy and just great. Um, everyone in it is fun. Uh, also, I, (laughs) I, I bought the latest issue of, um, Uncanny Spider-Man, which is where Nightcrawler is Spider-Man, um, which I wasn't going to read, but then I saw a page online that mentioned that it, uh, talked about what had happened to Warlock, so now I have to read Nightcrawler being Spider-Man, because Warlock's in it. You're like, I gotta figure out what my son is up to, and if he's in this one, then by God, I'm gonna read it. Please show me my son. I'm begging you. Have you seen um, this boy? Have you seen this boy? This baby boy. This beautiful baby boy. Um, I mean, I guess it makes sense because, like, the previous, uh, the book where Warlock got, like, kind of subsumed by Nimrod was also, like, a Nightcrawler-centric book written by the same writer. So he has some sort of, like, ongoing plot that he's incorporating over these. But I'm like, fuck it, I don't... Man, gotta read Nightcrawler be Spider-Man. Um, I mean, there's worse people you could read being Spider-Man. No, it's true. There's there's of many, many worse things you could read, and many worse things I have read. I'm not that mad. It's just every time there's a new comic that I have to buy, I'm like, oh, come on. <laughs> um, but, uh, yes, that is, uh... Those are my quick updates. Um, One funny thing, sorry, one funny thing about Superman Batman is that part of it involves a um, character from Kingdom Come, uh, which is the, like, hypothetical sort of future Justice League story. Um, A character who's, like, a big deal in that but hasn't shown up in present continuity called Magog. Uh... And while I was doing cable research, I found out that uh, Alex Ross based his design of Magog partly on cable, but in a negative way. He was like, I wanted to just tap in to all of the things I felt were the worst trends of like 90, over the top 90s comic <laughs> design, like cable. <laughs> Incredible. It's like, wow, full circle. Anyways. Thank you so much for joining us on this journey. Um, If you want to keep up with us and see when we post new episodes, you can find us on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, and Facebook at Capes and Japes. Um, You can send us an email to capesandjapes at gmail.com. We have a Discord server that uh, everyone's welcome to join. Um, You can come hang out with us there. We have a Patreon. If you want to support us on there, you can get bonus content, watch stuff with us, help us pick what we talk about. 
Um, if you can't do that, but you want to support the show some other way, leaving a rating and review is uh, very cool. Um, telling a friend about the show, if you think they might want... Listen, if you've got a friend who's curious about cable, <laughs> tell them don't be. But you could also send them this. Um, and uh, just coming back and joining us, as you've done once again. So thank you so much for being with us for today's episode of Capes and Japes. I have been Olivia. And I have been Briar. And as always, I am Magog. I am aghast. Is Marius <laughs> in love at last? <laughs> it's so stupid, but it popped in my head and it wouldn't go away. So I'm like, well. Well, this is the outro. <laughs> Great. Perfect. No notes. <sighs> oh.